Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Car show with your host, So Sad Today. Um, today I'm having Flaming Hot Cheetos. This might be like the loudest, most annoying food I've eaten on the shod, because it's like crunchy and also the heat. The heat is making me very spitty. And then also, I'm like licking the hot cheese off my fingers. So it's like, it's from an audio perspective, it's not great. But hey, it's what you've come to expect. Um, mm, and this shit's fucking good. Um, actually, I did, uh, I did this, um, I recorded a podcast with my friend Brad Listy. Shout out Brad Listy. I love him. He's... Um, I was going to say he's an old friend of mine. Um, he's really, we've really only been friends for like, I guess, seven years since I've lived in Los Angeles, but for LA, I feel like that's old. Um, and the fact that we actually see each other, um, I mean, in non COVID times is like in LA, that's like a meaningful relationship. Cause like to actually get together with someone is like very, even like not in COVID is just like, Cause then there's the traffic, you know? So it's like to actually like see a human being, like it means you're like friends. Like I have friends in LA who I haven't seen in like five years, you know? And I'm like, yeah, there's more, like we're still friends, but it's just, it's like not going to happen, you know? Um, anyway, um, so, but so I did Brad's, uh, I was going to say shod Brad's podcast. Um, other people, I think it was the fourth time I've been on it. I just love, it was actually just an excuse to get to talk to Brad. Um, Brad's like a good citizen. He's gotten a little bit, um, TDS. He's gotten a touch of the Trump derangement syndrome, but, um, you know, but it's just because he's like such a good and conscientious citizen of the world. Um, and so, um, you know, I just like, I forgive him for talking about Trump a lot. Um, but anyway, I just like, don't like, I'm like, I just don't want to talk about Trump like at all. You know what I'm saying? Like anymore. I'm actually worried about my mom because my mom, it's like, she doesn't have her favorite villain now on CNN. I'm like, what are you going to do without your favorite villain on your soap opera? You know? Um, like, I don't know. So I just feel like my mom talks about it so much that I'm just like, I don't want to, like, I'm like, I don't need, and I certainly don't need to talk about it, like, you know, in the world. But anyway, so, so Brad, when I did his show podcast, um, was like, I want you to get a microphone because I had to do it from home. And I, he's like, do you have a microphone? You have a microphone, right? You have a podcast. And I was like, no, dude, like I fucking do my shit like in the car with like hot cheeto mouth like no um and he's like well would you get a microphone he's like it's something you want to have and brad's the kind of person like like he will recommend me an umbrella and like i will like believe in that umbrella or like a fan you know what i'm saying like he will recommend like a fan and i will like take him up on the fan like he's like the one person i let recommend me shit because it's very like you know like when i needed a plumber i like called brad like he's just he like knows that shit or like I don't know something either like a plumber or like someone I don't know carpentry I don't remember what it was but it was like something uh practical and like of the earth um but anyway so because I love Brad I um and he like of course so he recommended me like what microphone to get 
So I was like, okay, I'm going to get it. And then, like, this was, like, two weeks or three weeks ago that he, like, told me to get the microphone to in preparation to, like, do the thing. So then this week he's like, you you ready? And, like, oh, like a week ago. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, did you get the mic? And I'm like, uh. So I was like, fuck. Um, so I was, like, going to do it on, like, online and have it deli- And Anyway, like, the hour got very late. And it was, like, <laughs> the night before the sh- the recording. And I was like, fuck. So I um, ordered this microphone, this special mic, which cost $140 online from Target. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go pick it up, like, right before I do the recording so that um, – but Target, you can, like, return anything. And I, like, knew in my heart I was going to return it. You know, number one, I'm a shopping bulimic. Number two, like, I don't want to own a microphone. You know, like, Brad's like, you're going to do, like, podcast years down the line. I'm like, mm, regardless, like, I just don't want to own this thing. You know, like, I don't, I don't need to be, like, responsible for, like, another thing. You know, like, I'm just, like, I don't need the microphone. I don't want the microphone. But I will do this for you, Brad, but I know I'm going to return it. So I, like, ordered it from Target, whatever. I go to Target. I pick up the microphone. I do the thing. When I go to pick it up, though, I was, like, do you give me a receipt? And they're, like, no, because you ordered it online, you should have gotten an online receipt, like, emailed to you. So I, like, check, and it's, like, not in my email. So then I, like, look at, like, the account. Anyway, so I'm, like, very confused. Like, I'm still logged in, so I, like, take screenshots. But then, like, I, like, log out to try. I don't know. I, like, did something where I, like, logged out. And then, like, I tried to log back in. I couldn't get, I, like, didn't understand what was going on. So then I, like, call. So I do the podcast with Brad with the microphone then I like go back to Target and I'm like I want to return it so I call customer service I'm like hi is there any way to like get me a receipt I don't understand like what happened isn't this fascinating this is like this is my life this this is just like what it is you know 21st century like most of my life is spent tracking down a receipt from Target you know my life is like 15% creativity um, 70% tracking down a receipt from Target and then like another 15%, um, hot Cheetos and, uh, like my vibrator, you know, like it's, but it's mostly trying to like figure out why I didn't get this receipt. Um, also I'm like really PMS. So I was just like, by the way, PMS is real. Okay. Let's just like verify that. I feel like my PMS tweets never do well. Like I'm always just like, like, I, like, I, I feel like a lot of people don't identify with them, but I'm like, don't, like, I know you, I know out there you have PMS. I know you do, but like, I don't know. I just feel like there's not, I don't get like a refrain of simpatico. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like I'm reaching out and it's like camarado. Like there's no Walt Whitman hand to hand through the internet PMS recognition, but I know, I mean, I know it's, you know, I know it's real. So I don't know why that is though. Maybe people just don't want to like identify with PM, I don't really know. It's weird. Maybe next week we'll have like a full hormones episode. Um, cause I'll, I'll have blood by then. But so anyway, got some Coke zero too. Um, so, so I like call and I'm like, I don't know why I didn't get the receipt. And I'm like, can you verify my email? They're like, Oh yes. They're like, ma'am, I, what I, what I'm hearing is that, and like, I can tell they're reading on the computer, you know, and it's very much like when you ask someone for someone, like, when you ask someone for directions and you realize within, like, 10 seconds that they don't, like, know. 
and you're like fuck but you have to be nice and like st- sit there while like they they try to figure it out like you don't want to be a dick and just be like you don't have information for me like bye I have no use for you so you have to like sit there and like listen to their like faulty directions and pretend you're listening and then like go ask someone else well so like it was kind of like I knew that anyway so they're like oh well you actually <laughs> uh you the email registered is melissabroder at gmail.dom so I typed in .dom instead of .com, and I was like, can you fix it for me? And they're like, well, we can only do it, like, Mondays through Friday. And I was just like, all right, fine. So now I have this fucking microphone, melissabroder at gmail.dom. I'm going to try to, like, call, like, the Monday through Friday customer service people tomorrow. Um, you know, I guess I guess that needs to be – I would include that in the 70% of my life spent, like, looking for a microphone. And I hope that they can, like, see that the dot – oh, and so, like, then I was trying to, like, have, like – then I forgot the password for the dot dom login. Like, because I guess I had made this login with dot dom, and I – but and so I was like, okay, re- and then if, and if I was able to log back on, I could, like, figure out the receipt, like, or maybe have it sent to a different – I don't know. But, like, I couldn't remember the password – you know, I know I'd say 40% of my life is spent tracking down receipts for Target. And then the other like 60% is, is, is lost passwords. So I like couldn't figure it out. And also I couldn't, and then I was like, okay, email me the password, but they were emailing it to Melissa Broder at gmail.dom. So it was like, so now I have this fucking microphone, this $140 microphone. Of course I'm not using it on this episode. Um, I'm not bringing the microphone in the car. But I guess tomorrow I'm going to try to get rid of the microphone. I'll, like, call and, like, plead my case to customer service. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, dot dom, dot edu, dot gov. So, yeah, have a microphone, wanted to return it. The gods laughed. I wanted to do... um a reading section, a book section of this episode, Books Corner, um, because I haven't done one in a while. Um, my my reading life has been a bit f- f- fraught, loose lately, um, because I've been having trouble. It's been hard for me to um, focus. Um, it's been hard for me to focus um, in light of everything that's going on with my dad. I think that grief and whatever else can make it, um, hard to make it challenging to read, I have found. Um, however, my block puzzle game is going very strong, very strong. I wouldn't say that I'm getting, I'm getting worse. Somehow I'm getting worse at this game. Also, like, remember I told you that, like, my, my, um, somebody who's, like, kind of, like, a a bit of a spiritual, not, like, spirit, but just, like, a mentor to me, you know, like, one of my, a mentor person was, like, like, I was, like, oh, the block puzzle game, like, kind of the first, like, like the second week I was playing, I was, like, oh, block puzzle game, it's gonna destroy my life, and she was, like, no, no, like, you know, like, Melissa, like, you've all this, like, like, she was, like, be gentle with your block puzzle game, um, you know, and I was, like, yay, she says I can play block, like, I should play block puzzle game, like, give yourself block puzzle, well, I was right, um, block puzzle game has now crept into every corner of my life. I actually, it's, it's sort of like the way I was when I was, um, drinking in, uh, and taking pills back in the day in the sense that I can't do anything without it. Um, I want to do it in the shower. I take baths so I can do it in the bath. But, um, when I was washing my hair the other night, I like, I I was looking at the shower tiles and I was like, black puzzle. Um, I want to, 
Um, I, I, I only block puzzle. Like I can't really have a conversation with people on the phone without also simultaneously block puzzling. Um, I, um, yeah, like every, I'd say I'm playing block puzzle now more hours of the day, um, then I am not playing block puzzle. And the other thing is I'm getting worse. I'm getting worse. And the thing with block puzzle, like the thing with the game, like I'm definitely getting worse. I don't know how I'm getting worse. I'm like, are, is, are they making the game harder? Like, have they just decided to make the game more? I don't think so. I haven't like beat a level. There are no levels. It's just like you play and then you restart. But, um, even when I say the words, you know, like, when people talk about, like, when people who are heroin addicts talk about how, like, they would start to feel good just when they knew they were going to be going to go score? When I hear the words block puzzle, I get, like, a narcotic calm down my body and the feeling that everything is going to be okay. It is, it is, it is like the ultimate soothing. Like, all I have to do is think block puzzle game. And that comes down my body. So, um... But I have, um, there is, I have, I have, so I've, I've been reading, but like nothing's really like, I don't know. Like I haven't been like falling in love. I haven't been super falling in love. Um, but there is one book that I read that I fell in love with. And then there's one audio book that I was doing that I want to discuss. I actually listened to the audio book while playing Blood Puzzle Game. So the book that I read that I loved, it's coming out in, uh, March, I think. And it's called... Um, what's it fucking called? Oh, The Life of the Mind. I blurbed it. It's so rare to be asked to blurb a book that I then fall in love with. It's like the biggest fucking joy, actually. So I'm like, oh, I'm not lying. Um, but the, um, it's so, I, I'm, I love this book. First of all, the whole first chapter takes place in a bathroom. The, it's called The Life of the Mind by Christine Smallwood. I don't know if I'd said the title. It's fucking, if you are the type of woman who will taste her period blood, you know, who will, who will give it, this is the book for you. That, that's what I'm going to say. And the, the whole first chapter takes place in, in a bathroom, which is really the kind of book for me. You know, the, it's really the book for me um, because I, you know, I'm of the, I'm of the um, philosophy that there needs to be more poop in the canyon. We all poop. Everybody poops. I mean, you know, we've great literature is about universality of feeling, which to me it is. Everyone is different. Um. Everyone has different, I guess, criterion for what makes great literature. People, somebody, I was doing this, I did this thing during the publicity for um, Milk Feb where it's like this, you know, it's like this fucking thing where for New York Magazine, they have you um, pick, I don't know, they have like a writer who has a book coming out, talk about like one of their favorite sex scenes in literature. And I like hemmed and hawed so hard on this. Like, I was like, well, what I really wanted to do was... Um, this one writer of vomit erotica on Tumblr that I've been jerking off to for years. Um, well, not not her specifically. I mean, I've been jerking off within the Tumblr community for years. Before that, it was like all about. Um, it was all just like you know, like Earthlink websites, GeoCities. But you know, when I discovered the Tumblr vomit community, it was like a world opened up. I mean, the creativity and the very the variety of sick fix. It was incredible. Oh yeah, for those of you who don't know, who haven't read so sad today, I have a little vomit fetish. It's more theoretical. It's not it's not theoretical, but it's not. I don't I don't actually want to like smell vomit or like be around living vomit. But like, um, my my sexual fantasy life very much like 
vomit somehow got in there at a very young age. So like my a lot of my fantasies involve like a, a vomiting, a vomiting human being who is like, you know, because it's about like that vulnerability, like it, like forced vulnerability, and then to be like a, embraced at your most disgusting. Also, when you think about it, vomiting is a lot like coming because it's like it's sort of involuntary and and stuff flies out. So anyway, so I digress. So they were asked. So. It, I hemmed, I hawed, I wanted to do that, but I was like, no, I have to sound like literary. So then I really liked the James Joyce um, fart letter that he wrote to Nora, his wife. Um, there's one, it's like a fame, he, he, a series of his letters were like, were published years and years ago. But um, there's one that's like, um, just Google James Joyce fart letter, you'll find it. It's, it's one of, it's a, it's a wonderful piece of literature. Um, I thought about maybe doing Gertrude Stein lifting belly, that poem, because that poem is kind of a miracle in the sense that um, there's no, like, explicit sexual rever reference, really, lifting belly, but it's so fucking horny. Um, I also thought about maybe doing, oh, like, the the, uh, the scene in Portnoy's where um, Alexander Portnoy is thinking about his childhood and how, like, his mother's hand smells like tuna salad and, like, it could be cunt. That's what he says. Um, and I almost did that one because that's very um, milk Fettian. Um, you know, it was like, I hemmed and I hawed. I really like invested. Like this is goes in New York magazine, which like, you know, it's going to get like, you know, people read it for like a couple of days and then they, that's it. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not going into like the, the library of Congress, but, um, but I hemmed and I hawed and, and in the end, oh, and then of course also my favorite, um, scene in the call me by your name book where, uh, where Elio, where Oliver massages the, the poop out of Elio's body. And, and like Elio talks about seeing all of her shit and feeling like a deep compassion and, and just, I felt, I find that very, not, not just erotic, but like the empathy, like, like deep empathy among man. So anyway, but I ended up doing the Tumblr vomit because I was just like, be true to your vomit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to impress anyone, you know? And the others would have felt like lies. Like you want to talk about my favorite vomit in, in, in my favorite, my favorite sex and letter. There you go. So, um, so, so, so one of the questions that she asked me, she was like, well, do you think there's more? So we also talked about Gertrude Stein lifting belly. And she's like, well, do you think there's more? Li what is literary merit? Right. Cause like we were, you know, we were talking about does the, do the, does this, this vomit erotica is very, it's very utilitarian, but like, I mean, a lot of work and effort is put into this, into these stories, a lot of work and effort. I think the article is actually online if you want to read it, um, if you're curious to know more. Um, the New York Mag article and, and the Vomit erotica is also online, but um, on Tumblr. A meadow, the Ameadow communities. But anyway, so basically we got to talking about literary merit. And I was like, you know, it's so, I really think literary merit is different for everybody, right? Like what might be entertainment to one person is art to another person. Like how do you ascribe that, you know? And and I also think that something that's highly entertaining could be argued or could be said to have more literary merit, at least to, to a person who's entertained by it, than something they're fucking bored by, you know? Or that they, But I think what I came to was that, for me, I think something, you know, a text has literary merit if, like, I would want to read it, keep reading it after I come. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't know that I like necessarily, I don't like stay on the vomit tumblers like after I come, you know, like I'm like, all right, like I'm, I'm done with it. You know, like it suddenly loses all interest until it's time for the next romp. So that was, that was my definition in that moment. But, um, 
anyway, so that's, that's, that's literary merit. Um, but the other, um, yeah, so The Life of the Mind, Christine Smallwood, um, those ladies out there who have, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're a self-period blood taste, everything has self now attached to it, right? It's always like self-love, self-care. And I guess that is like an easier way than saying like taking care of yourself. But I just, I don't know. There's something about like when, whenever the self hyphen gets added, I'm just like, it's cause it's become like this, whatever. We've talked about this, how I feel about sort of like verbal trends. I get, you know, and as a poet that it annoys me. It shouldn't, shouldn't judge. Maybe I'm not judging, but I'm, but I'd also, I, I'm going to have for, I'm, I'm forgiving. I'm having self forgiveness. Okay. I'm practicing self forgiveness. That annoys me. Um, oh, there's like an old woman walking. I'm, I'm just parked on a side street now and there's an old woman walking out with a bag of trash and I think Pickle's going to go fucking nuts. He's going to be like the enemy. Um, anyway, so, um, wait, hold on one second. Let me just, because I'm afraid that, um, I feel like Pickle's going to like go fucking hold on okay I'm back um I'm just moving my car so um the because it's just pickle plus creepy woman with garbage equals a barking extravaganza um so yeah so now I'm just like tooling around all right so um the second thing I wanted to talk about uh was I just in between saying like the second thing and I wanted to talk about, I had this like just very loud thought that was like, does it even matter? Why would you want to talk? It was like a whole, it was basically like a whole like um, philosophic argument uh, for like not doing jack shit slash the meaninglessness of everything. But it was just, it was like all of that condensed into like the head of a pin, the head of a, a top one of my serotonin receptors, like one serotonin receptor, just like as I was about to like undertake, um, whatever it is I'm about to undertake, like it, it like rebelled. It was like, I'm going to speak out against this. I'm going to speak out against your efforts. And it sort of was able to, it like fired. And it was like thousands of years of man's search for meaning um, condensed onto the head, onto a pinhead on my serotonin receptor. And the serotonin receptor was just like, no, no. But then I overrode, I hit override. So, so what I want to talk about is, um, okay. So I've been, I, I, well, I just finished, I just finished listening to, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein on audiobook, Um, and I fucking loved it. Um, in the past year, I've read uh, um, Frankenstein. I did like a Franken. I'd never read Dracula. I had never read Frankenstein, and I had never read uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. So I read, um, I read them, um, or I read um, Doctor J and Mister H, and um, listened to the audios of Dracula and what. At Dr. James Drage and I and I listened to the audios of Dracula and Frankenstein, um, and I think Frankenstein was my favorite. Although Dr. J and Mr. H was pretty fucking lit. Like there were some hot, hot passages in there about the duality of man and, and the need to embrace one's shadow. Gotta say, but um, you know, here's the thing about Frankenstein though, and I, I haven't really, 
I'm not really part of much discourse of any sort, but if there is, I'm sure there's lots of Frankenstein discourse, um, about the book over time, you know, the Gothic, the romantic, um, just people talking shit, people, whatever. I mean, I'm sure much, I know that much has been said about Frankenstein in various directions. So, um, I doubt that this feeling I have is original. And, and if I'm feeling sort of alone in it, I could probably go to the internet, um, and, and find people who, uh, who also feel this way, which is the nice thing about the internet. Um, and also the terrible thing about the internet, um, is groups of people all feeling the same way. Uh, it just, I guess, depends on what they do with it. But, um, but here's what, here's what I, here is one thing that I took from Frankenstein. Um, I kind of feel like the book. I I don't know. I mean, the movie's so different. Um, well, there's so many movies, but the book, I kind of feel, I really feel, I feel like Victor Frankenstein is a whiny little bitch. Okay. He's kind of a whiny little bitch. And the monster is a very sympathetic figure. I mean, the monster did not ask to be born. That's number one, okay? I always take the side of those of us who did not ask to be born, a.k.a. all of us, all right? Monster didn't ask to be born. I'm not, without any spoilers, I mean, you probably all sort of know the story of Frankenstein, but without giving too many spoilers, here's what I'm gonna say. Fucking Victor, all right? He gets this idea. Oh, wouldn't it be a great, you know, Victor, he's like, you know, I'd really like to spend more time at Bye Bye Baby. I'd really like to spend more time at Bye Bye Baby. Let me slash I also have um, a desire to animate life. So what better version, what better thing to do? Let me create, I'm going to create, I'm going to create a life. I'm going to, I'm going to animate these, these fucking like this, this amalgam of corpses and I'm going to make a life. He's recycling. He's recycling noble intent. Although the bye bye baby thing and his desire to, to, you know, be a god whatever I don't really respect so but you know I like that he recycled good for him so he he creates this thing he's successful this monster and then as soon as he sees how ugly the monster is and that it's scary he fucking like he like runs he leaves he like leaves the house he runs away like the monster's peering over his bed and he's like no and then the monster leaves and he's like whoo got rid of that one dude bro you gotta take some responsibility for your creation you can't just be like oh it's ugly I don't I don't no no and then you know the monster starts out with such a wonderful heart I mean the the monster the monster is a little codependent I here's how here's why I feel bad for the monster the monster so when the monster's like in his travel so it's such an epistolary novel right it's like the ultimate epistolary because it's like a man writing a letter to his sister about a traveler he encountered who is then telling another story, um, who then tells a story from the monster's perspective. I'm like, there's no way this bro is including all this in his letters to his sister, Margaret. Okay. But whatever I suspend Mary Shelley, because I like your themes of, um, well, I, I, I see, I see Victor Frankenstein as, as a God, right. Who like creates man and then is like, ew, I don't like this. And it's kind of like tough titty. Like you, you know, like, that's how I see it. I'm like, dude, like, God, you want to talk about original, you want to talk about sin? 
like, God, it's your fault, you know? Like, if, like, that's why I'm not into a punishing God, you know? Or, like, a disowning God or having to, like, kiss God's ass. That's not my God, you know? I want a God who's like, all right, like, you know, this is, I accept all of it, you know? I accept all of it. I love, I love all of it. And that is not the kind of God that Frank, Victor Frankenstein is. Not the kind of God that, Victor, Fra- Victor, Victor Frankenstein, he's like, no, you're not hot. No, mm-mm, no, you're out. I mean, what a piece of shit. You know, I, I, I don't. And so the monster, yes, the monster becomes uh, vengeful and punishing and seeks retribution. However, I mean, if I were this monster, nobody wants to be around it. Literally, from the moment it's born, nobody wants to be around it. It's only friends. OK, this is the sad part. I mean, it's only friends are literally it calls these people his he calls these people his protectors. They're not his protectors. They don't even know he exists. It's a, it's a family living in a cottage and he like hangs out in the vicinity and he's like, yes, these are my like friends. These are my protectors. They've never met you. Once they meet him, they like try to kill him, you know, cause they're so scared of him. So like, honestly, what the, I mean, I, and then all the monster wants, he's like, just please make me a bitch. Just make me a bitch. So I just don't have to be alone. You know, Vic, Vic, this is your fault that I exist. I didn't choose this. Will you at least, you know, the monster, the monster wants companionship. The monster wants love as we all do. And Victor's like, yes, actually, no. no." Victor says yes. And then he says, no. I mean, mind games. So I really don't, I, I, you know, do I feel compassion for the monster's victims? I mean, not really. Cause I know I was, I'm much more attached to the monster than so the victims. I never got to know, you know, they're to me, they're, they're basically sense they're, they're senseless, but they're, they're like basically nameless victims. You know, like I really don't care about like Elizabeth or whatever, you know, I didn't get to know them as well as I do the monster. Um, I'm sure they're lovely and I don't mean to, I'm not a victim blamer. I'm not a victim blamer, but I'm just saying that I think that Victor Frankenstein is, here's my final, here's my final stance. Victor Frankenstein equals little bitch. Monster equals highly sympathetic figure. Now this may be a common, um, I don't know if this is like other people feel this way. Um, can you imagine if I got canceled for being like, they're like, she thinks that the monster is a sympathetic figure. Like this is, and then I have to issue an apology I'm like, I am deeply sorry. You know, like a publicist writes an apology for me. They're like, I am deeply sorry for anyone who I have hurt and offended by thinking the monster is a a sympathetic figure. This is not my intent. This was not my intent. My intent was not to hurt and offend. I am learning and I am going to do better. What would doing better? I guess doing better would be like, I'm going to reread Dracula and issue a statement saying that uh, Dracula is bad. And I will also, I'm also going to throw the monster under the bus and I'm not going to like him anymore either. Best wishes. Please don't deplatform me. Melissa L. Broder. Like, that'd be funny if I got canceled for the for being like, you know, the monster's not so bad. And it's like, you're wrong. Um, But anyway, so, but I really thought the book was so beautiful and deep. Of the three, to me, it was like, it had the most depth. I mean, Dracula was so, was awesome and atmospheric. Um, But in terms of just like depth of the soul, I mean, I really identify, in some ways I really identify with the monster. You know what I'm saying? Having been like a 
like a fucking busted ass teen. And I was like, nobody wants to hook up, you know? And, and also like, not just hook up, but like, you know, oh, my best friend like doesn't like me anymore. Like whatever, dude, like, you know, enough people don't like you in a given, and, and this is the monster's whole life. I mean, this is the monster's whole life. So I don't know. I feel like I tend to often feel bad for it. Like, I feel like the monster is sort of the underdog and you know, I, I sometimes tend to feel bad for like, I don't know. I just don't understand. Like, am I supposed to feel bad for Victor Frankenstein? Like, I'm just like, dude, you fucking carelessly went forward and did this shit. And then you're just like disowning it. And then also he's such a little bitch. He's like, oh, he's like, so woe is me. It's very, very drama. Like if anybody has a mo- a reason to be woe is me, it's the monster. I don't feel like, v- like Vic kind of made his bed, you know? Like, Victor, like, made some shit, didn't take responsibility for it, which, like, you know, I get. I mean, I don't like taking responsibility for stuff either. Who does, really? You know, with great power comes great responsibility. I I don't want power or responsibility. Um, But, um, you know, but but Victor wanted power. Victor wanted power. So, there you go. So, anyway, so that's, those are the, those are the books um, that... Oh, and actually, you know what? There's one more book I also wanted to uh, recommend, which I read a couple of months ago. I might have even talked about it on the Shod, but um, I'm doing an event, or I did an event, rather, um, last Wednesday? I did an event. Anyway, uh, for the launch of the book, um, and I've talked about this author before, Brontes Purnell. Um, Brontes Purnell is um, fucking wild mind, um, punk ass, brilliant, beautiful soul. Fucking love what Bronte writes. So Brontez, um, so Brontez's new book is a hundred boyfriends and it's really fucking good. I might've recommended that last year. Cause I read it, I think in like October or something. I don't know. It was like another book that I blurbed and like fucking loved, but anyway, but I was reminded cause I was I was sort of like going through it and, um, and I was like, this book's so, and I had also, when I had read it the first time, it was like on, it was like as a PDF. And then, um, I was just rereading it because I had to like prepare questions. Honestly, I just got through like being asked so many questions and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I hate like all like the questions you get asked are like the worst or like who comes up with these dumb fucking questions. And then I had to ask Brontez questions for Brontez's launch. And I was just like, like, I don't know what to ask. Like, and I found myself wanting to ask like the same stupid shit that was asked of me. You know, it's like, whatever, judge not lest he be judged. It's hard to not ask dumb questions. You know, it's hard to, and it's hard to completely like, it's hard to extricate yourself from the questions too, you know, and not make it about you. But like, I did an event for MilkFed and like my mom, it was one of the online ones I did and it was going to be like a chill one. So I was like, okay, my mom can come to this one. Um, and she only came cause like, I think all of her friends were going to that one. Like somehow the news got out that I was doing the Philadelphia free library on zoom. And so like her friends like told her stuff will be like public, like public knowledge. And I'm like, what, how dare they tell her? How did they find out about this? And it's like, well, there was like an announcement on like a Philadelphia website and they live in Philadelphia. So, but somehow I always expect that like, it's not going to like, I don't know that like, I can just put things in the world and then like, it's like, if I close my eyes, like no one can see it. Um, but so my mom came to this one and like one of her friends, I swear to God, she was trying to be evil. So 
the moderator was actually the one who like chose which questions that were being asked in the chat like I would answer this was like two weeks ago but one of my mom's friends who also sent her another article that like I didn't want my mom to be saying I feel like she's trying to stir up a little trouble asked the question how much of this is autobiographical and I was just like dude like are you trying are you trying to get my mother to like not only cancel me emotionally, but to like cancel herself. Like what, like what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Why, why are you asking that? And then meanwhile, then I'm like preparing the questions for Brontes and I'm like, so of these boyfriends in 100 boyfriends, like fuck, Mary kill, like who's real. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And what's cool about a hundred, 100 boyfriends is it's like, you don't really know. Like, it's not, I guess it's technically called a novel, but it doesn't say, like, a novel on there. So it's sort of this, like, hybrid text, right? Like, it's, to me, it strikes me as autofiction. You know, it's got, like, Eileen Miles vibes, like, um, Inferno in the sense that you're like, okay, I think this stuff, like, I think a lot of this is true. But then also it'll veer into, like, these really beautiful, like, third-person narratives that feel totally like fiction and short stories and you don't know what's what. But, yeah, so I couldn't believe that I was inclined to, like, be asking this question when I had just like thought this was the dumbest question you know I mean I don't think Brontez's mom wasn't there you know there was no malintent but I'm like wow like you know it's hard as a human being to come up with good questions because also when it's your own book event it's like whatever right like it's like whatever but when it's someone else's like you want to be respectful like you don't you you know you want to like just like make it like good especially if it's like a book you love you know you just and so I was like I don't know what the fuck to ask you know like I just was like uh love the book like I love the book and um can you just talk about what you want to talk about because anything I ask you is stupid like what can I ask you that will just incite you to be able to talk about whatever you want to talk about you know and I was, like, looking up, like, on, like, I was, like, on YouTube, like, looking up, like, author interviews, being, like, what, like, what questions do people ask? And it was just, it was funny, because literally, like, days before, I had just been, like, what the fuck are these dumb questions, you know? And then, like, it, the shoe, the shoe was on the other foot. So, with that, all right, I gotta get out and run an errand. Um, that's book, book corner. So, wishing you, um, a week where, um, you know, you don't feel like Frankenstein's monster, you know, where you feel that if you perceive that you have a friendship with a group of people in a cottage, that they actually like know who you are, you know, that it's like actually a real friendship, unless you prefer fantasy, in which case like via con Dios. But if you're feeling longing for connection, that you, sorry, my thing is, I don't know, um, that if you're feeling longing for connection, that you get some connection, um, you know, and ass if that's what you're looking for. Okay. See you on the flip side. That's all. Bye.